Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey folks, come on in. It's another edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from the Smoothie King Center in downtown New Orleans. Pelicans Knicks tonight here in this building. We're getting ready for that ball game. And we're very excited about a home game, to say the least, for the Pelicans. We've been gone for, like, forever. And so even just being with you today is, is nice. Thanks again to Daniel Salerson for taking care of the podcast yesterday while I was en route from Los Angeles here to New Orleans. But uh, for the Pelicans, it's nine of their last 11 have been on the road. And, oh, by the way, we go back on the road tonight after the game to take on Dallas at Dallas tomorrow night. So we're going to savor this one for sure. And the Pelicans, of course, are coming off of a win over the Los Angeles Lakers on Sunday. They'll look to keep it going tonight against a Knicks team that's lost eight in a row. They only have four wins on the season. But as we'll uh, learn from Mike Breen here in just a moment, they have 11 games decided by five points or less. Of course, now they're 2-9 and nine in those games. Um, but nonetheless, they lead the league in those tight games. They're just having a hard time trying to finish. Yeah, speaking of Mike Breen, he's with us today on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Mike is the uh, television voice of the New York Knicks. He's in town today to call tonight's game on MSG. But, of course, many of you probably know Mike Breen as really the voice of the NBA, the lead play-by-play man uh, for ABC and ESPN's coverage of the NBA. We also have Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports on the program today to talk uh, NBA from a national perspective. He does offer some thoughts that are rather intriguing about Anthony Davis and what his relationship to our city could be. Um, and I will say this about the Mark Spears visit coming up here on today's show. Um, if you're a football guy or gal and you're sitting here saying, okay, it's Mike Breen, it's Mark Spears, and it's Luke Babbitt, who we'll talk to as well uh, outside the Pelicans locker room, you may be saying, hey, I may, I may just click stop here and uh, say I'll come back tomorrow when we get some football back on the show. Um, but I want you to hold off on doing that. By the way, you might enjoy some of the NBA conversation, but whether you're an NBA fan or not, I think that listening today to the conversation I have with Mark Spears is important. And certainly I asked Mark about uh, the NBA in general, uh, about the Pelicans, and for an honest opinion about that. But we also talk 
about some of the social issues now that are being played out, obviously in our country in a most serious way, but what kind of an impact it's having or should have upon our sports figures. And I guess what I'm referring to is, I'm sure you've seen it now, you know, it's been, it's been a little over a week since the St. Louis Rams players had their kind of a, a outward expression or protest uh, prior to their football game, their la- next to uh, the, the um, not this past football game, the prior one to that, but also now the NBA players wearing the I Can't Breathe t-shirts. And so I just felt like Mark was the right guy to have a little bit of this conversation with. And so I guess when I'm getting, I'm being long-winded here, but I want you to stick around and hear part of that conversation. It may spark a conversation with you and your group of folks uh, that's important to have right now in our country. So other than that, we're going to talk a lot of NBA and have a good time today on the Black and Blue Report. As we mentioned, Mike Breen, Mark Spears, and Luke Babbitt on the program. The uh, Saints are quiet today. They'll be quiet today and tomorrow. Their next access is on Thursday, and that's when they fully go back to work and preparing for the Bears. You know, everything's kind of stunted forward now because obviously they're on Monday Night Football. So uh, we'll get back into the football conversation, I promise, tomorrow, and then it really picks up later in the week. And the conversation remains, I know this sounds strange, and I know this is hard to still get your arms around, but even after what you saw or heard at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome over the weekend, last night Atlanta keeps the conversation going. And as much as they scared the Packers in the second half at Lambeau last night, the bottom line is the Falcons still lost. And here now the NFC South is still up for grabs. So with three to play, there's still such great conversation we can have. Some of it's frustrating. Some of it can be hopeful. We'll see how it plays out later on in the week. But keep that in mind. Uh, Nice night, by the way, for Aaron Rodgers. 327 yards passing, three touchdowns. uh, And they needed every bit of it last night as the Falcons showed us a little something in the second half. Um, Julio Jones was absolutely special last night. And uh, I'm sure the Falcons are hoping that his injury uh, does not affect them long term. I don't know any more details here as of this morning with regard to that. But that's something that we'll certainly keep an eye on as well. All right, so big show planned for you today from right here at the Smoothie King Center. Don't forget Pelicans and Knicks tonight. Uh, Some great prices on lower bowl seats. I think there's still some left at $18. How about that? Um, So come on out and see two of the best players in the NBA right now, Carmelo Anthony and Anthony Davis. I'll talk more about that before we wrap up today. Let me take a quick break. When we come back, we'll start things up with Mike Breen here on the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarain's has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarain's has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarain's, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans.
It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Still to come here on the Black and Blue Report, Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports, Luke Babbitt, and plenty more. But uh, first up, a very special guest joins us as he visits New Orleans once again to work uh, for the New York Knicks, and that's Mike Breen. Of course, you know Mike not only is the voice of the Knicks, but also the lead television voice of ESPN and ABC's coverage of the NBA. And if I had to pick my, I guess, my three favorite national play-by-play guys, Mike would be right there with Doc Emmerich and Ian Eagle as well. And so we're very pleased to have you, Mike. Good to have you back. Shawnee, how you doing? I'm doing I love well. Doc Emmerich, and I love Ian Eagle as well. And so my question for you is, is there a play-by-play guy nationally that whether or not you're interested in the game, you may stop and listen for a while just based on that voice? Hmm, uh, that's a good question, and it's hard to bring it down to one. I, I, those two guys are two of the best. Um, you know who I absolutely have always admired mm-hmm. um, is Vern Lundquist. I love Vern Lundquist. Um, he's one of those announcers that sounds like there's no place he'd rather be when he's doing a game. He sounds like his analyst sitting next to him is his best friend in the world. Um, he just, um, he's one of those guys that he makes the game more enjoyable no matter what, what's going on on the field or on the court. That's the genuine feel I get from you and your partners whenever you are on national TV as well, Mike. Well, I uh, I, I frequently fight uh, both physically and verbally with, with uh, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, so obviously we're hiding that well. Why why does the three-man booth work so well for you guys? You know what, Sean? I think, um, first off, we've all known each other for 25 years, um, and with I, I think the key in a three-man booth is is the two analysts, and are they competing for airtime? Are they competing to show how much they know? And those two guys, they don't, because the key is, you know, they obviously respect each other. Um, Mark played for Jeff, and obviously Mark is coached as well, but they really like each other as well. So it's the combination of respect and, and enjoy each other's company. So there's no competing for, uh, for comments or for minutes or for time on the air, and I think that's the key. I've known Joe Buck since, well, Joe and I were young, very young. Um, and he, at times, because of his ties to the St. Louis Cardinals, catches a lot of flack as to the way that he broadcasts at a national level. Uh, Mike, since you're in the same boat with regard to a tie to a local team in the New York Knicks, but also the lead voice for the NBA on the national front, um, do you sometimes get the same criticisms, and how do you work through it? Yeah, no, people... Um... And I think it's it's a challenge to make sure that the the fan uh, feels that you're you're going right down the middle. And, and quite honestly, and I think Joe would probably tell you the same thing. When you're on the air, you're so concerned with doing your job the right way, the way you always do it, that it really doesn't come into play that much. It's not as hard as it thinks, uh, as you think. You know, so if if I'm doing a you know, for example, a Nick Pelican game tonight, and say it was on ESPN, you know, I just you just have to make sure you're as energized for a beautiful Pelican play as you are for um, a a Nick play. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I did a bunch of games when the Knicks were in the playoffs on a regular basis back at NBC. I remember Reggie Miller one time, who all Knicks fans hated, hit a big three to win a playoff game. 
And I'm screaming my fool head off, you know, Miller, you know, hit the shot, very excited, all that stuff. And I had Nick fans say to me after the game, how could you, how could you sound so happy that Reggie Miller hit, hit a basket, beat, defeated the Knicks? And it's just because, as you know, Sean, when you're doing a game, you, you call the game the way you always do it. And you're not thinking about, oh, that's my team, that's your team. Um, but it's something that you, you still have to make sure you don't want to offend um, either side by going one way or another. Knicks and Pelicans, as you mentioned tonight. Mike, what's up with the Knicks? 11 games decided by five points or less. That's the most in the NBA. Do you take the conversation from there, or is there more to it? No, it's they haven't figured out how to win close games, uh, obviously. Um, you know, it has been, it's been a nightmare record-wise, and the hardest part is, you know, they really have gotten better from the start of the season. They're playing much better basketball, but they have nothing to show for it, and when the losses pile up, and especially the close losses, now every time you get into a close game down the stretch, you're playing not to lose as opposed to be aggressively playing to win. And you just need one or two to try and turn that around. Um, the Jose Calderon missing the first 13 games really hurt because he's probably the most indispensable player outside of Carmelo Anthony. But with that said, there were plenty of games down the stretch for them to get. And, you know, it's just been one of those years so far, and you just – you know, from a Knicks standpoint, you hope that you start winning those close games, get a little of your confidence back where you can be aggressive down the stretch as opposed to being tentative. Mike Breen with us. Hey, Mike, were you surprised that Phil Jackson came out publicly and said that his team uh, that he oversees here as the president uh, has a loser's mentality? No, not at all. I mean, uh, Sean, you've covered Jackson over the years, too. He, he doesn't mince words. And I think it was refreshing for the Knicks fans to hear because you know, because fans are just, you know, this is unacceptable. I know it's a new system and they're learning, but 4-18, and 18, are you kidding me? So it's just his way of saying, hey, we understand it's unacceptable. We understand that, that these guys haven't figured out how to win. Um, and I think it's important for him to give that message to the fans because uh, Derek Fisher, who is the type of coach, and we've all seen different ones, who's always positive. He's not going to berate his players publicly on the court. He's not going to criticize them publicly through the media. That's just the way he is. His, his leadership style is one of positive reinforcement, support, encouragement. So you almost needed like a, a good cop, bad cop thing to kind of alert the players. And not that Fisher doesn't do it in the, in the, in the privacy of the, the training facility and the practice, but it's, it's half alert to the players, hey, this is unacceptable, and half of it's to the, to the fans saying, um, we understand how bad this is, and we're working to fix it. Mike, uh, by, by, I guess, uh, by the fact that you're calling the games at a national level when you're not with the Knicks, you're getting to see the best players, the best teams in the league, you know, most weeks, to say the least. Um, I have a very cool spot here in New Orleans that I'm watching Anthony Davis right now really blossom in his third season, and we're really getting hammered right now with this talk of his of his PER, his player efficiency rating, and what it could mean with regard to the MVP race or in the history of our game, whatnot. For you, if it's not PER, and maybe it is, what is the most important stat to you when evaluating these elite players? Well, I, I think it's the total game, um, and not necessarily a stat. It's it's are they doing everything and anything possible to help their team win? You know, so you know a guy could lead the league in scoring, but if he's not uh, getting back on defense, or he's not there in help defense, or he's not passing to an open teammate when he's doubled, I, I think that all comes into play. And you know, I know we're so stat oriented right now, but to me, it's so much more of 
you know, where is the guy in terms of is he playing hard every night at both ends of the floor? Is he looking to pick up his teammates after they throw a bad pass, or is he rolling his eyes and putting his hands up in the air? All that part. It's it's the skill level, certainly, but it's also the leadership level. It's also the motor. All those type of things, to me, come into play, and, and Davis has them all. I mean, he's just – he has a chance to be, though, you know, once um, – we get him every couple of years, whether it's a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant and now Anthony Davis, where they're not just special talent, special talents, but they're they're special players and special leaders. And he has he has all the makings of becoming one of the greats. Well, I'm 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 enjoying it <laughs> to say the least. I hope the Pelicans can get the rest of the pieces they need around him. Um, I can't wait to see you tonight here at Smoothie King Center. Mike, have a great day. I appreciate your time to say the least. Anytime, Sean. Love doing it, and like you, I can't wait. Uh, can't wait for tonight to get a chance. To see. It's my first chance seeing him in person this year, so I'm really looking forward to that. All right, Knicks and Pelicans here tonight in downtown New Orleans. Our thanks to Mike Breen. We'll continue with Mark Spears in just a moment. Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes, and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Tuesday, December 9th at 7 p.m. where the New York Knicks come to town. Plus, the first 5,000 fans receive a free through holiday poster. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelican, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $18. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Thanks again to Mike Breen for joining us here on the Black and Blue Report. Luke Babbitt's still to come. We'll go now. uh, We'll stay national, I guess, in some respects. Yahoo Sports NBA writer Mark Spears, New Orleanian, all those titles, joins us here. How are you, my friend? What's up, brother, man? Man, I'm good. Hey, if I was your boss, Mark, um, and I came into you and I said, hey, Mark, regardless of living arrangements, you can only cover one team the rest of the season. Who would you pick? In the NBA? Yes. Well, maybe the one I'm, I'm down the street from. And for years, I would have never picked them. But the Golden State Warriors are playing great, great basketball. Um, they're fun. Stephen Curry is certainly worth the price of admission. You, you got one there, too. The guy that's certainly worth that, too. And I'm sure we'll get into talking about him. But, I mean, the Golden State Warriors are... Uh, fast-breaking, three-point shooting, now defensive playing, uh, team, deep, anything you want in a team, they're, they're doing it, and they have the best record in the NBA, and this is without David Lee. been very, very impressed with what they're doing and, and what they could become. I mean, it's still early. It's still real early, but uh, I think the – most exciting team in basketball right now is the Golden State Warriors. I would have to agree. I just got my first up-close uh, and personal look with them last week, as you full well know. So, uh, Mark, when you look at the at the Warriors, 
what's the difference between, I don't know, last year and this year? Is it Steve Kerr or is there more? Um, well, they've made a change, which I think was smart, starting Harrison Barnes. Uh, they had really good chemistry with them. He had great chemistry with their starters two years ago when they made that first playoff run when they got to the second round. I think he kind of took a step back by having a great playoff performance and then being asked to come off the bench. Um, I think Iguodala gives that bench a jolt. And also, you know, you got to keep in mind that uh, the Warriors were a game away from beating the Clippers, you know, without Bogut and without his backup, Festus Zealy. Both those two guys are back. So it makes them bigger and more imposing at the center position. Uh, keep in mind that they added Sean Livingston, they added Barbosa, Rush, Maurice Bates has at times, believe it or not, has shown all-star flashes. And Dramon Green has been sensational in David Lee's uh, absence. And the one thing that's key, and you know, man, you've been covering sports for a long time, is the chemistry. These guys, like, love each other. They hang out off the court. They got great, great chemistry. I think the thing that they need to find out is just how to play on a level where you could beat the Spurs. And that's the thing that, to me, that's the only team right now that I, I don't think they they are definite to beat if they had a seven-game series. I just think there's one concern about the Warriors, it's turnovers. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have your prototypical point guard. But, um, you know, when, when you play the Spurs, there's no room for error. They just play so brilliantly. And uh, I do think the the Warriors at times can be Harlem Globetrotterish. And they, they need to calm that down, stop throwing these behind-the-back passes, just, throw reg- just play the game of basketball. And they're talented enough to beat anybody. Yeah, I, I just I'm thoroughly impressed, but I also see them in a problem, in that they're in a involved in a conference right now where there's probably three or four teams that legitimately can win it all right now. Or yeah. you know, I think a lot of teams are turning the quarter pole this week. Um, and Mark, the storyline now that's seemingly getting old is how heavy the West is and how little the East is at this point. So, I guess my point is, or my next question is. Can Golden State, you know, or is Golden State getting good at the wrong time? Does that make sense? Are they peaking too early? No, no because no. I, are they I getting don't... good as a franchise when so many others in their oh, same conference are? I guess it, it beats the alternative. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd rather be good and figure it out. I mean, but um, hey, it's very possible that they could see Oklahoma City in the first round. But that being said. Nobody in the West is going to have an easy first-round opponent. I don't care if it's OKC or Memphis or Dallas or Houston. Who's going to have it easy if if the teams that make it are, you know, even if the Pelicans made it, who's going to have it easy? Nobody is. So I think if even if you somehow won the West and didn't win the finals, you should get an additional trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that Western Conference Finals championship is going to be harder to get than the NBA Finals one. It might be. It might be. Um, they might. They might. Sean. They might. They might beat each other up so much that by the time they get there, what, what's going to be left? 
we've had that conversation a couple times now, it seems like. And uh, somehow the Spurs kept it all together and, you know, yeah. are the defending champs. Um, sometimes honesty is uh, not so easy for a fan base. But while I've got you here, and I know you have family here and everything else, and there's a love for New Orleans, but yeah. um, sometimes some honesty is good. So after you've now seen the Pelicans a few times um, and studied them up a little bit, I think that you are – uh, a big Anthony Davis backer or fan of his game. But at the same time, what's your honest opinion about the New Orleans Pelicans right now? I absolutely love Anthony Davis. He could be putting himself in position, dare I say this, and hope I don't get hit by lightning by some people, to be the best player in the league. The kid is 21 years old with no go-to move, no post game an improved mid-range jumper, and he's average. He's leading the league in scoring. Come on, man. He's not supposed to be doing that. And he's going to get better. Um, I, I think the sky's really the limit for him. Imagine him at 26 with post-game and a go-to move. It's scary. And he runs the floor like he's Carl Lewis. I mean, I, it, it, you know you're good when you're in an opposing arena and you hear the crowd say, ooh, ten times from your play, that's when, you, that's when you're special. That's when you're one of the lead players in the league. Um, the problem is I think he really needs a co-star. He needs a, a Kobe Bryant to Shaquille O'Neal. He needs a Tony Parker to Tim Duncan. Uh he needs – there's some good players on that team. You know, there's some really good players on that team. But there's no Batman and Superman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how they get that guy. I don't know who that guy is. But, um, you know, and Tyreek's play well. And obviously Eric's hurt. Um, Drew's play well. But he needs another guy that's a superstar to play alongside him. I don't know how the Pelicans figure that out. You know, um, I think somebody like Rondo would be special to join with him. Uh, I don't know who that other guy is, but they, I, I think for the Pelicans to really take advantage of this special player, I think they need, they need to add another piece. And I will say this to the city of New Orleans. And I hope I'm not out of pocket for this. Y'all need to come to the games, man. Everybody doesn't have a special player like this. And I give Benson credit for putting his his you know roots down in this city, long term, so that city can enjoy NBA basketball. NBA basketball is something that Louisville wants, something that Las Vegas wants. Seattle wants, Vancouver wants. There's a bunch Kansas City. There's a bunch of cities that would like this. Not only do you have it, but you have a guy who's one of the top two players in the league right now, the second best player in the league. And it's just the tennis is just decent. And I understand the Saints are still going on and this and that. I I was in New Orleans for several days. I didn't see no Anthony Davis jerseys. I ain't see nobody going crazy over them. They're going, it, to me, 
it seems like they're going crazy over Anthony Davis outside of New Orleans than they are in New Orleans. Do these people know what they have? I mean, this dude is a phenomenal, exciting player, and I, I may, maybe I'm saying too much, but it didn't appear to me that New Orleans appreciates this kid the way he deserves to be appreciated. Mark Spears, national writer for the NBA for Yahoo Sports, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Strong, my friend, that's for sure. Um, let me. Uh, speaking of strong, uh, I want to ask you about a topic, and I wouldn't ask, I wouldn't have this conversation with just anybody. But this is how much I value your opinion and uh, and your wisdom. But I do want to ask you about what we're seeing here now with several of the NBA players wearing the "I Can't Breathe" T-shirts. Yeah or the St. Louis Rams with the hands up yeah. uh, in the starting lineup. Um, being a white man, I don't know if I can truly offer a valued opinion on this. I, yeah. I think I have a stance on this. But um, I'm curious as to what you think. You know what? I would love to see a white player wear one of those shirts. Yeah. That, that would mean something to me, to see Kevin Love wear something like that or, or – or, or, uh, European player like Dirk Nowitzki or something like that because the one thing I saw in New York is it transcends more than just race man it's 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 just the way people are being treated and now I mean people could debate to their blue in the face what happened in Ferguson they could debate it and I, I have my opinions I'm sure you have your opinions but what happened in 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 you know in New York, um, I mean, you saw the video, you heard it. It was horrible, man. It's, it's horrible to watch. I think it's uncomfortable to watch, and it shouldn't happen. There's it, just no excuse for it, and, and a family is destroyed over some cigarettes. And so, you know, the thing is, when you're a pro athlete, when you're you're somebody in the limelight, everybody's not going to like what you, you have to say. You know, if they threw stones at Jesus, you know, why should I think everybody's going to like me or what I think? Um, but, you know, the people have the right to their opinion. I think you could tell by my tone where my opinion is, and if somebody feels different, that's their prerogative, man. Uh, you know, I pray for them and wish them the best, and, but the, this is a free country, and everybody's allowed. I think we should, you know, be proud of the fact that we have a country where the players can speak their mind and say what they want to say, and then there could be people that feel the opposite, and that's okay too. But the thing is that when it all dust settles and people stop, when they take that shirt off or, or somebody says the opposite, there's a – there's a woman who, who lost her husband, and it's horrible, and it shouldn't have happened. He should still be here today. And nobody, when I was born, nobody asked me what race I wanted to be. I was, I was just black. It just happened that way. I didn't get a choice. I love being black, but I didn't get it. So, so to have, like, all these divisions over races is just, like, so silly. We all breathe the same air. We all bleed red. and It's just so ridiculous. Why don't we just enjoy everybody's cultures, everybody's, you know, food, everybody's sayings, everybody's love? I mean, 
it's just so ridiculous to me that somebody would just think that they're better than me or smarter than me because they're a different color. I think, and I know I'm pretty damn brilliant. (laughs) 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 Regardless to my race, I think I'm a pretty smart guy. Yes. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with me being black. I educated myself. I read. I've seen things. And uh, I just happen to be black. So, you know, my sister, God bless her, I don't care if the dude is green. If 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 he makes her happy, go ahead and marry the green guy. And uh, the good thing is that we have a younger society um, of kids who are, are, are in schools that are more diverse, um, and they they don't see color like our generation or the you know years of generations before have seen it. And hopefully, they could. I don't know that they could change the past, but they could change the future. All well said. You and I are in agreement on on absolutely everything. Let me, though, present one counterpoint to you, not not on what you just said, but perhaps the expression of feelings, um, and that is this. If, uh, if uh, Joe uh, whatever or Jane or, or Jill or anybody else yeah. wore, wore a I Can't Breathe T-shirt or had some kind of uh, protest clothing on and walked into their office down here on Poydras Street, um, that may not go over so well with their boss, or the company that they work for, but yet these guys in the NBA and the NFL are doing this. Um, and so one would say, why is it different? Uh, I think it's different because we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. If, if Joe that worked, uh, you know, for, uh, let me think of something, for Acme Oysters goes into work wearing that, mm-hmm. no one is really going to notice out other than inside that restaurant. When LeBron James or Anthony Davis does it, the whole world notices it, and they debate about it, and we have discussion about it, and we talk about it like we're talking right now, and people could release how they feel and release their emotion. So I was always disappointed that Michael Jordan never used his celebrity to say anything, to help promote change, to, to bring light to something. And so it's good, and, and you know, you're talking to a, a San Jose State product who, John Carlos, you know, yeah. 1968, Mexico Olympics, that's a, that's a part of my school's thread. And I see the impact that that made. We're still talking about that today. Chris Haynes wrote a column mentioning that. Um, so I, I think... It's great because they have the platform. The guy working at Drago's don't have the platform. LeBron James has a platform. Anthony Davis has a platform. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're bringing light to it and everybody's not going to be happy with it and everybody's not going to agree with it. But maybe somebody reads a little bit more or somebody maybe pays a little bit more attention or, or maybe they, they change for the better because of their statement. I bet when I called you this morning, you didn't think we'd get so real, did you? No, oh, man. I thought <laughs> we were talking about Anthony Davis. Oh, we and did. And my Raiders beating the Niners. Yeah. Why I don't have a voice. 
Congratulations. I know. We should share that you are a lifelong Raiders guy. So, um, nice win, by the way. And and just like it was there, it was it was a great atmosphere. You had a lot of people worrying about Niners and Raiders fans being together, understandably so. Had the best time I ever had at a Raiders game. You saw couples uh, and their envisioned as being a Saints-Falcons view, but uh, you had the couples that were Raider, Raider 49er couples or buddies, uh, you know, hanging out, laughing, talking, joking to each other, Raider 49er buddies. And uh, afterwards, there was, there was very, very few problems. There you go. Happy holidays, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Same to you, too. Yep, from Yahoo Sports. Mark Spears with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Back in a moment. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Luke Babbitt, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's been a while since we really sat down with Luke Babbitt, and he's been starting here of late, so we wanted to catch up with him. And Luke, I was looking at my notes earlier this morning. I, I thought to myself, I think Luke was in Russia this time a year ago. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's weird to think about that. Um, you know, we spent uh, Thanksgiving over there, Christmas over there, so uh, it's nice to be back. Do you, how do you look back on that time overseas? Um, I think it was good in some ways. I mean, it helped me um, become a little bit more comfortable handling the ball. Um, got to, you know, have a little bit of freedom offensively as opposed to um, when I was playing in Portland. was more of a, a role player, spot-up shooter. So it just uh, helped me with, uh, you know, getting back into the flow of the game and playing and defending and uh, getting minutes helps anybody. Being, I guess, a, a foreigner in a foreign land this time a year ago, has it has it given you a greater appreciation for, say, the three international players we have on this roster? Because I guess it's, I guess it'd be uh, Lexi and, and Galnau and uh, and Omer too. So I sometimes wonder what it's like for them. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a challenge. I mean, you don't realize it, but uh, just the day-to-day life is something that you know people don't really think about as a professional athlete. And to, you know, for those guys coming over here, everything's different. Lexi and Omer and uh, Gal, you know, they're um, this is new to them. So. Um, you know, I, I definitely gained an appreciation for uh, for when those guys come over here, speaking new language, all that stuff. It all makes a difference. Four starts now for you here of late. Tell me about how you think you've been playing. Um, most importantly, you know, we're we're two and two. I mean, that's you know, when I'm starting, look, most importantly, we want to win, and um, so we've 
we're coming off a Lakers win. That's good. We need to build on it. Um, you know, we've had a tough schedule. We can't forget that. You know, we, we know uh, we've played some tough teams on the road. You know, so we got to forget about some of those games. And um, it'll balance out. The schedule will get easier. We'll get some home games. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to look forward to, but we know we have to improve. Your shot looks good. Are you in a bit of a rhythm here? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I've said it a bunch, and I'm going to keep saying it. When you play with guys like Drew and Tyreek and AD, uh, you're going to get open looks. So I owe it all to those guys, really, the looks I'm getting. Um, you know, uh, all I got to do is knock it down. Um, AD draws a ton of attention. He's a great player. Obviously, everyone knows that. So he needs guys like me. and. Um, you know, he needs he needs shooters out there. You make it sound so easy. I mean, what, I think I just heard you say, all I got to do is knock it down. Well, that seems like the hardest part. That's true. I mean, it's not easy, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm in a good spot. I feel comfortable in the role that I'm in. Um, you know, I'm asked to defend. I got Carmelo tonight, and, um, you know, I just got to be solid, defend, and, and hit shots. When you think about defending a guy like Carmelo, or if you just want to speak specifically about him, what do you have to remember? What's most important? Uh, there's a lot of things because he's, you know, probably the best one-on-one -on -one player in the league. Um, but most importantly, I'm not out there by myself. I got AD and Omer behind me. Uh, I just got to, you know, I don't, the, the main thing I'm focusing on, don't give him anything easy. You know, make him, make him hit tough shots, which he will. Um, he's a great player. He's strong. He's got a quick first step and a great shot. So um, you're not going to stop him, but I don't, I don't want to give him anything too easy. Nine of your last 11 were on the road. We go right back on the road after the game tonight, see Dallas tomorrow. How are you and your teammates staying fresh at this point? Just try to sleep as much as you can. I'm going to go home and take a nap, you know, uh, just get as much rest as possible, eat well. Uh, guys banged up a little bit, got some injuries, but, you know, there's no excuses. Everyone's got to deal with it at some point. It's a tough stretch for us, so just need to grind it out. How's the knee? Uh, it's fine. Good. Good. Good luck tonight. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Luke Babbitt with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More to come in just a moment. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Wow, what a great show for you here on this Tuesday. It's always a little bit unexpected and uh, certainly always engaging. So, again, thanks to our guests today, uh, especially Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports, Mike Breen from ABC and ESPN. He's here to call Knicks and Pelicans tonight for MSG. And then Luke Babbitt, who will, should make his fifth straight start tonight for the Pelicans at the small forward position. Oh, as I mentioned earlier, tickets start as low as $18 in the lower bowl tonight to see the Knicks and the Pelicans. You'll get to see Carmelo Anthony go head-to-head -head with Anthony Davis. Keep this in mind. Um, those two guys both won most outstanding player in the final fours that they competed 
And by the way, both of those Final Fours were here in New Orleans. Anthony won it in 03 with the Syracuse Orangemen, and then in 2012, it was Davis, obviously, with Kentucky. So a little tie, a little connection between those two. Hey, our thanks to Daniel Sallerson for his help on the show today as well. He'll be back with us tomorrow, of course, when we talk fantasy football and a whole lot more. We'll be previewing tomorrow night's Pelicans-Mavericks game as well. And uh, who knows who else will stop by. That's one of our uh, monitors around here. So with that, we'll bid you adieu. We'll see you tonight on the radio for sure. Coverage starts at 7 on the Pelicans Radio Network. Coverage starts at 6.30 on Fox Sports New Orleans. That's your television coverage tonight. Otherwise, it's national television tomorrow. Everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.